conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us today for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I am so excited about this show. I don't even know <laughs> what to tell you. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm excited too. I think this is going to be a really fun topic and something that I think women are very interested in, men are very interested in, but probably women are more interested than men. <laughs> Let's not I, lie. I don't know. No? I feel like my husband probably spends as much on his skincare as I do. Really? And my 17-year-old, probably because of me, that <laughs> also has a skincare routine. So I think it's important to everybody. Oh, I think it's important. Yeah. I'm just talking interests. Like, my husband could not be less interested in this topic, but I'm interested for him. I think a lot more men are interested than you think. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So the for the four <laughs> men who listen to this show... <laughs> Don't tune out. <laughs> I'm only joking. We love our guy friends just like we love our girlfriends. Yeah. And this is a super fun topic and really timely because it is the time of year when we all sort of leave the confines of our homes, right? Where we've been sort of, um, we've been cocooning for the winter and now it's spring and we're starting to spend more time outside. And with and that, wear less. and wear less. And that means more time in the sun, right? And more mm -hmm. skin exposed to the sun. And listen, I actually love me some sunshine. I am a summer baby. I was born in May, and there's something about the sun that I love. I love warm weather. I love to be barefooted. I like to spend as much time outside as I can wearing not a whole lot. That's okay by me. <laughs> I'm a summer baby too. I'm uh, August and yeah. I need air conditioning. Oh, you, well, <laughs> May and August, big difference in the South, right? Very, very true. So see, I love, I love May. I mean, by August, I'm kind of like, okay, well, this May, is, there's still a hint of a, exactly, like a crisp in the air. It's yes. not quite so oppressively Yes. Hot. The morning. Oh, I love it. And I love being in the sun. For me, there's something rejuvenating about sort of standing in the sunshine. And I used to tease and say mm. like, I'm really a flower. I'm not actually a human. I'm actually a plant <laughs> I need to I need to be in, in the sun <laughs> and maybe it's like vitamin D or something mm -hmm. you know I think you know we know that vitamin D is a hormone that's created in the skin when we are exposed to the sun and most of us are vitamin D deficient so that not most of us but many of us are vitamin D deficient and so that time in the sun is actually really healthy as long as we don't overdo it is there a tie between vitamin D and mood Oh, yes, definitely. There absolutely huh. is. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, and there's also like seasonal affective disorder. And part of that is about, you know, a lack of sunshine, not being in the sunshine enough. It can increase depression in many people. Mm -hmm. So being outdoors is, is I think, incredibly healthy for us in many, many ways. And sunshine is part of it. It's part of it. And fresh air. And I think there's just something healing about nature. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit crunchy. I'm a little hippie, <laughs> but I'm not dippy. And I think, I think. Um, I need that on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, we can make that happen. So I, I think, you know, I love to be in the sun, but I also really think a lot about sunscreen and sun protection. And I didn't when I was younger, right? Do any of us? Well, I I don't think that I thought about sunscreen at all until I was 12 years old and we went to 12. Yeah. Wow. We went to Disney World and, you know, I'm an African-American woman and back in those days, 
we didn't really understand that we also needed sunscreen. So went to Disney World and or Disneyland, whatever that is that's in Florida, and got sunburn. Oh, yeah. So um, since then, I've been pretty aware that I need to put on sunscreen if I'm outside. Good for you. I'm glad you learned early. Like for me, I was that kid who like laid on the quilt in the grass with, you know, like baby oil on my skin. Like, you fried yourself? <laughs> I did. I wanted to be tan. I thought it was beautiful. I wanted to be. I wanted to be like, um, like uh, who's that? Who? who oh, I can't think of it. Like, like uh, Baywatch. I wanted to be like those beautiful. Like, yeah, Pamela Anderson, Pamela. except for not with the rack. I wanted to just have the tan. I wanted to have. I wanted to, which was good because I didn't get the. I didn't get the rack, but I could. But I did get the tan, and I loved to be in the sun. But I, I and I actually thought that you know I really didn't burn easily not that I haven't had sunburns because I have surprising because you seem very fair I'm not I'm actually my skin I have a little bit of an olive undertone when I'm tan mm. when I it's sun when I'm out in the sun enough I, I my mom used to say like as a baby or as a little girl I would go out in the sun turn around twice come back in and be tan because I just mm. immediately tan but I don't I don't burn easily and so I thought that I didn't need to worry about sun exposure and so I didn't start wearing sunscreen until I was probably in my 20s I just not that I never wore it. I mean, certainly there were times we were at the beach or whatever, and I would wear sunscreen. My mom would say, you know, make sure I put sunscreen on and that kind of thing. We, but, but there were a lot more days than not that I didn't wear sunscreen. Mm. In my 20s, though, I started wearing sunscreen every day. Every day, because I, I, you know, I think that that was maybe around the time when sun protection and skin cancer was starting to be really um, promoted and people were becoming much more aware of it. And I learned about the risk of sun exposure. And I had a friend um, when I was in my mid to late 20s who was younger than me who um, ended up with uh, melanoma. Oh, wow. And she was only maybe 23 and she had a young child and she had a mole on her forehead or on her eyebrow that um, had changed shapes mm -hmm. and she didn't have health care. She didn't have health insurance and she was kind of not worried about it, but she had spent her entire like young life in a tanning bed. She had tanned forever and ever and she always had beautiful tan skin. And I remember, but she had this, this spot on her eyebrow. And by the time she finally went to the doctor to see it, it was advanced melanoma. And she ended up dying from skin cancer. Like it had already spread in her body and she died. And for me, that was a turning point for real of being very serious about protecting my skin in the sun after that, because I was really afraid. And the other thing that started happening after that was I started getting skin checks because I am one of those people who has a lot of moles. Mm -hmm. So I have moles on my body and I've had some removed. Unfortunately, um, they've all been clear. I haven't had any issue with any any um, precancer cells or anything like that. But I but I have these moles, and I'm very aware of the risk because of my overexposure as a young person, and because of these moles, and just because it's a risk for everybody. Yeah. So I'm much more careful about um, about taking care of my skin. And it's actually May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. And so I felt like this is the perfect time to talk about skin care and remind people that we all need to be using um, protection, not just in the privacy of our own homes, but also... <laughs> <laughs> but also when we're out in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I, I always use sunscreen on my body, like when I was out in the summertime, but it wasn't until I was about 39, 40 that I started using sunscreen 
every single day mm. on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was because I started to see some little things around my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? So, yeah, I'm very intentional about sunscreen on my face yeah. every single day. Yeah. And so today we have a wonderful guest to talk to us about this subject. And I'm so excited that our guest today is Jessica Farrell, who is an esthetician and an expert in skincare. So Jessica um, is also, in addition to in addition to being an esthetician, is an assistant laser technician certified by the Georgia Medical Board. She's worked at a new use skin and body clinic for almost nine years and simply loves being in the treatment room. So we're excited to hear about that. And she loves watching her clients leave with greater confidence because their skin looks and feels better. She says it's rejuvenation for the body and soul. And Jessica received her bachelor's degree in family and consumer sciences from the University of Georgia in 2001 and got her start in the industry um, by completing an extensive training for nail care in 2001. And in 2003, she graduated from aesthetic pro- from the aesthetic program at International School of Skin and Nail Care in Atlanta. And she's trained in clinical oncology aesthetics, lymphatic drainage of the face and neck. I don't know what that is, so you might have to tell us what that is. I have so many <laughs> she offers a wide range of services to her clients, including customized facials, peels, pixel skin resurfacing, microdermabrasion, microneedling, IPL, laser hair removal, and more. My goodness, she knows all the stuff about skincare. So, welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> this will be great. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became an esthetician. Sure. So, I um, went to the University of Georgia, as it said, and um, I just went on that track. I went on that college track because that's what my parents sort of expected, and I was fine with that. And so, um, I just picked a major that I felt was interesting. Yeah. And to which people say, well, good thing you have child and family development because you have children. I'm like, I don't remember anything. (laughs) But it's okay. It was good. It was very interesting to learn. And um, so it really wasn't my plan to do what I did afterwards. But um, just I think in the series of ordained, I feel ordained events, um, just kind of right when I graduated, um, just started, it kind of just started to turn in me like, okay, I've been to college and I, um, I think at the time I had met some people in the industry and they were sort of encouraging and like, well, you should go to school or apprentice or something for this. And so I, there must've been some overlap between college and that because then, um, it was graduated May. I went to nail school in July. And so my parents were super supportive. They're like, you know, you've, you figured this out. This You're an adult. You know, you've gone to school. We're glad, you know, now it's your turn to, we're setting you free. This is your choice. <laughs> so, so I went on to that. And I mean, I always had an interest in this industry mm-hmm. um, from being young and just like always doing things like, you know, experimenting with things at home, sometimes getting in trouble, sometimes (laughs) just having fun, you know? And so, um, so it was a natural, I mean, it wasn't out of the blue for my parents by any means. So I think just being introduced to nail care was like, for me, that was a little, um, I don't want to say easier, a little more simplistic Uh and straightforward. Um, and so then I think just, again, as I sort of became, met more people in the industry, it just kind of fell into aesthetics because that program had both. And so, um, yeah, that's where I started and I've worked at, you know, different, in different settings, spas and, um, um, salon environments. And so now I'm in the medical side of aesthetics and I love it. So tell us what an esthetician is as compared to other people that we might see in like a medical, you're in like a medical spa, right? That's the right terminology. Okay. So, um, 
your dermatologist's office, your and even dermatologist's office, some of them do have estheticians yeah. in there. Mine does. And yes. Mine does. So that would be, you know, still in the same. It's a different way that they practice than the way that we practice. Um, I think in that side of aesthetics, when you're in a dermatologist's office, um, but as a whole, the esthetician cares for the skin mm-hmm. um, and doesn't so much as a dermatologist would work with diseases and disorders mm-hmm. and diagnosis and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we are um, learning or teaching the person to care for the skin based on them individually and giving them the tools and having the tools inside of, you know, our office to help better their skin and make their skin healthier. Okay. So, um, a lot of it is not just cosmetic, it's skin health. So, um, our skin is our largest organ. I'm going to nerd out for a minute. (laughs) That's my favorite organ. So, um, and and I just don't think we treat it that way. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, our skins absorb so much mm-hmm. from our environment. So whatever we put on our skin, the things we're exposed to impact our health in a yeah. big way. And I think a lot of times we don't really think about it. And certainly when skin is intact, it's a wonderful barrier to protect us. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, when it's open or injured um, or unhealthy in some way, dry, mm-hmm. for instance, that opens opportunities for infection and for, for, our health not to be great, our yeah. skin health not to be great, especially. And it tells us a lot too. It does. You know, people see things that are going on in their skin, on their face or their body, and there's things that are going on inside of them that they just don't, you don't always put two and two together. So. Right. Like and what? Like just any of the immune, you know, um, functions with like things like um, psoriasis or just like there's so many, I feel like there's so many things that are going on with people's health these days. Mm-hmm. So when they see, you know, rashes and um, hive reactions mm-hmm. or even acne, you mm-hmm. know, congested skin, things like that is telling us about what we're putting in our bodies mm-hmm. or what we're surrounding ourselves with. Um and so it's really tricky. It's, yeah. It really does take – this is where the aesthetic piece comes in or the, aesthet- the esthetician comes in because it really does take a um, – like a seeking, a like – you know, you really have to dig. Mm-hmm. Um, the dermatologists oftentimes, they just don't have the time. They're seeing a lot of patients. Sure. And so they just don't have the time mm-hmm. that we do to, to really um, dig into a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. and um, try to create a more holistic um, kind of solution, yeah. you know, for the person. To me, it makes me think of um, a lot of nutrition practice and mm-hmm. that, you know, as a dietitian, I can tell you a lot about your health. I can help you figure out a lot of things, but I'm not necessarily going to be diagnosing a lot yeah. of things. And yeah. I, and I do a lot of referrals, you know, sending people yes. to other people. Like yeah. that's not my expertise. I think this might be X, Y, Z, but I think you should see, a, you know, a GI specialist. Mm-hmm. I think you should see, um, you know, another, uh, another professional whose specialty is that. Mm -hmm. So they can help you determine, you know, an allergist or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to diagnose allergies for somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send them to an allergist because it's not my area of expertise. But I might see something Mm -hmm. that the doctor might overlook. I might hear something in a diet recall that the doctor might overlook because they're not taking those from people. They don't have time to talk about history and all that. And you have time to uncover that with people. I think that's a great point because I think that um, if we can all work together, Mm -hmm. Um, then we can, you know, we can take people further and mm-hmm. just kind of set aside what maybe our specialty isn't, like you said, mm-hmm. um, and really and really connect in the community to be able to know who to send people to right. and who does what, because um, we do a lot of referring yeah. to people, you know, just 
on so many levels. So yeah, I think that's super helpful yeah. to keep that in mind. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So tell us, what do you recommend for sunscreen? Are all sunscreens the same? What should people choose? So you want a broad spectrum sunscreen for sure, which is UVA, UVB protection. Um, the best, I would say, number one, you have to use it. Yeah. So I think don't force yourself to use something that is not nice on your skin or that you don't like or that you don't like the smell of um, because you're not going to use it. So yeah. um, I, I would say definitely find something that you can get along with. And um, a good resource, uh, SkinCancerFoundation.org, um, has actually a list oh, of good. Skin Cancer um, Foundation approved sunscreens. Okay. And so – and that is um, – I want to say it's bo both over the counter um, and and also um, medical, I believe. Anyway, um, so that's like a good jumping off point, I think, if you're not in a place where you can talk to what you feel like a professional, you know, the information a professional could give you, or you can't get into a medical facility to get something that might be that might offer you a little bit more than just straight sun protection. Um, I think that reapplication is huge. Mm. I think that's something people don't. Um, think about yeah. and don't, um, I don't know. I just get kind of lazy myself. Sure. Honestly. Reapplication, yeah. even if you're not like going into water, just yeah. how often should people reapply? So I think the best rule of thumb that makes it the most simple is probably depending on your skin type and how fast you burn mm -hmm. roughly an hour to an hour and a half. Okay. Um, that's and, more often than I thought. I thought yeah. it was two hours. So. I mean, an hour and a half would probably be on somebody a little warmer like myself you know, if you're burning easily or whatever, then it would probably be, you know, closer, you know, a little more. I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to hurt you to reapply. Sure. You know, so yeah. I think um, the best tip is I just tell people to set an alarm on their phone when they're at the beach because I yeah. don't think it's important um, when I'm in the middle of playing with my kids. And, you know, I just, yeah, I don't want to do it. don't think about it. I don't, yeah. it's a pain uh -huh. too at the beach. It's a pain. Yeah. Um, but already got sand on yeah, uh -huh, yeah, you do uh -huh. have to, you know, brush off the sand, do all that stuff, gather up your kids because they don't even want it on. I mean, you just got to start, you know, rubbing them down and buttering them up. So um, I think just, yeah, just those little reminders to do. Mm -hmm that reapplication mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so yes, that's a good resource going on and trying to find one of those sunscreens. Um, I think, uh, also I was going to say something else. Um, you said buttering them up, rubbing them down. You know, what about those spray sunscreens? Are they as effective? So they, I, yes and no. I mean, I think there's a lot of controversy on the sprays with the um, inhalation of the, mm. of the spray itself. And I mean, quite honestly, I'll spray that on myself because it seems to be the easiest, sometimes like on my back or something like that. And um, it, it does sort of take your breath away, some mm -hmm. of that. Um, so there are certain ones that maybe are more... Um, that can be a little friendlier. They're more of like a spritz, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to maybe a spray or that the chemicals aren't as strong, you know, they, they don't, they don't take your breath away, mm -hmm. um, depending on, depending on which one you choose. Um, so those are good options. Oftentimes with my kids though, I'll usually spray it in my hand if I'm using a spray and then rub it on them. Um, I like the creams cause they feel thicker. They feel like they provide like more protection. Yeah. Well, yes. And I think that the important thing, too, to remember is that there's a difference between the chemical sunscreens and the physical sunscreens. Mm -hmm. The physical uh -huh. sunscreens, you put them on and they start working right away. Yeah. So they kind of act as a shield or like yeah. a mask to the Is that skin. like zinc oxide? That's yes. the ones that I always buy yeah. for us. Zinc and titanium. Okay. Um, people don't often like them because they don't want to be white. Uh -huh. You know, they don't want to feel don't care. pasty. <laughs> yeah. Or, yes. But oh, – and they – and then – 
but then, you know, then there's the chemical ones that, but they actually, those will absorb some of the sun and then reflects and then reflect some of that. So it's, that's kind of a choice. I think that people, you know, but I think the broad spectrum is important. I think, you know, um, we get very hung up and very, uh, comfortable with the number, Mm -hmm. but they say, I mean, or I I think they say 15, I would say like 30 plus, Mm -hmm. um, but don't be comfortable with a hundred, you know? So uh that's because the reapplication is still, the most important thing, right? Because you know, it's not going to protect you going in the water, you know, and then coming back out. Nothing is going to be waterproof. It'll uh-huh. be water resistant. You'll see if you're using a water resistant, you'll see it, it'll kind of beat off the skin a little bit. Yeah. And so that is giving you a little bit more protection. Um, but I think that, you know, we can get kind of comfortable with some of those things that that aren't necessarily a surefire, mm-hmm. you know, because that's when that's when people get misled and they say, oh, my goodness, my daughter got burned. I don't know what happened, you know, mm-hmm. so it's. Mm-hmm. It's important to think about those things. And again, to apply the sunscreen, if you're using the physical, I mean, excuse me, the um, chemical, like 30 minutes before you go out to the beach Mm -hmm. instead of right when you get there. And the physical you can apply right away and it works right away. Yes. That's probably why I use it because I'm kind of lazy. Yeah. We don't get started early, but I do make my kid wait until it dries a bit before, even with the physical, even though it's sort of oily and thick. And I don't care if he's all white looking and I don't care really if I am now at this point. I'm yeah. kind of like, you know, I, I'm I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm married. I have a kid. I just don't want to get sunburned. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to look good, but I'm not there to impress anybody. I don't want to get sunburned. That's the main thing. Absolutely. So, good tips. Good tips. Yeah. I love that. What, so what does the number mean? Like I thought that the number <clears throat> meant, you know, like I'm looking at my um, – sunscreen that Mm -hmm. I use every day and it's, you know, it's got SPF 50. And I thought that that meant I could go for 50 minutes. Okay. So there's a translation with the number in like, if I say this right, basically your skin. And I think they explain it probably a little bit more eloquently on the website, but um, basically for when you reach the point where you would burn, Mm -hmm times whatever that number is. It's something like that. There's like okay. a formula to it oh, that you could stay out past that amount of time, if that sort of makes sense. Okay. Um, so that's why the number can get a little tricky to to really depend on so uh-huh. much, you know. Um, I don't think that um, – because I do have a lot of people that say that their sunscreen is in their moisturizer or their, or their makeup, and mm-hmm. I do not think that's enough for oh, I was going to ask that. Yeah. I was like, okay, so my foundation has an SPF 15. Right. Yeah. I would still encourage the person to use the, the the sunscreen underneath the makeup. But it's a lot more fun than it used to be. I mean, our, our skincare companies are putting more in our sunscreens that mm-hmm. are making – that are doing other things besides just protecting our skin. Yeah. And so um, – so it's it's more fun than it used to be. Just like because uh, you you know we say cleanser sunscreen like that's where you start. Those are the most important things, and those are boring. Women don't want that. They want <laughs> they're like I want you know the fun nut cream or whatever you know. But it really is it starts there, um, and yeah, it's just not enough to just have it in your moisturizer or your foundation. I would oh, definitely encourage some. So if your moisturizer is say SPF fifteen, and then your foundation is SPF twenty. That's a good question. Combine to be like SPF thirty five. That's a good question. I I really don't know. I don't know. I would say um, at some level we off we also have to think about the fact that our um, the 
we're not reapplying our sunscreen throughout the day. Mm. That's, I think, the thing that I... On a daily basis? Me, yeah. Yeah. So I think that the... And I don't. Yeah, me Unless either. it's summertime and I'm running errands all day and the only thing I have on in my face is sunscreen, which happens a lot when I'm not at work. Um, and I know I'm going to be, you know, in and out of the car or at the park or whatever it might be. But um, I do encourage women really to wear a little bit of makeup because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of, you know, it's so funny to me because uh, when we're really young, we don't, we want to wear makeup so bad. But yeah. the majority of women that I see want to get to the point, I don't want to wear all this makeup. Yeah. We just want to be, I joke, I laugh because I say women want to be, um, low maintenance, but in the process of being low maintenance, we're still high maintenance because we're still doing something. We're just not doing it every day. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, we have a lot to do. Yeah. So, um, so I think that encouraging women to, um, to wear a mineral makeup, a powder, a foundation, something daily just gives you one more thing to wear through before, mm-hmm. you know, one more layer of protection. Cause if not, you know, they might just be slapping that sunscreen on their skin and then in what, three hours, they're mm-hmm. in and out of the car. Now they're, you know, open. And that's where some of that, um, the, the use of antioxidants on the skin really comes into play because then you are um, further protecting your skin and really um, increasing the effectiveness of your sunscreen by, you know, X number of times, you know, because mm-hmm. to, to, you're doing something in putting something in your skin that's going to continue to pr- protect from those free radicals and all that, you know, that's going on to really um, create photo damage on the skin. Mm-hmm. So in addition to everyday sunscreen, yes. the one thing I always like to give a shout out to, and I already mentioned it, is an annual skin check. Yes, absolutely. Yes, annual yes. skin check. And so I didn't start doing that until I was tw- in my 20s. Um, but I think that if you're listening to this show and you've never had one, you should have one as soon as you can. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they can early detection can um, prevent melanoma, mm-hmm. right? It can yep. precancerous. Um, cells can be removed and melanoma can be completely prevented. And when melanoma is identified very early, Mm -hmm. it can be treated easily. But if it's not treated early, it can be deadly. Yes. It's one of the most deadly cancers out there. So So. I'm a moly person. Yeah. And I've never had a skin check. So what does that, what does that look like? Do I just get naked at the doctor's office and it goes over my whole body? Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Weird. And that's probably, <laughs> yeah. I guess, the uncertainty is what the uncertainty in, in the inconvenience is probably what turns people off the most. To and it. most people don't want to be naked in front of somebody. No. Yeah. Of, but, but listen, it's worth it. You know, I mean, I just exactly. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, you know what? They see naked people all day long. Yes. Uh, that I don't. I one like 20 minute appointment where I'm uncomfortable for 20 minutes could save my life. Yes, yes. This is with the dermatologist. With the dermatologist yeah. okay. or a PA. In my case, usually it's yes. the PA. It's the same person I see every year, and every year that person gets to see me naked for 20 minutes. There you go. But you'd be surprised. I mean, I see. You know over the years working on people, I'll see something and be concerned about it. And I try not, you know, I try not to alarm anybody, but I'll just say, you know, you want to get that checked out. Yeah. Um, then honestly, probably nine times out of 10, what I've seen, and there've been a couple of times where I've actually seen something, but nine times out of 10, I've seen something and it turned out not to be a big deal, but they found something else. Uh-huh. And I hear that all the time, not even just in my setting, but where people will say, oh, I had a funky mole and I went in and she found something on my back. Cause mm-hmm. you think about all those places right. that we don't, um, that we just See. get exposure. And they say, at least at one point, the back of the women's of women's legs were the most common place and oh, the back wow. of the neck for men. But mm-hmm. if you think those are the most exposed places, now those aren't the places that we get burned the most because mm-hmm. they really get a lot of sun, you yeah. know, so they, they're probably a little thicker, but it 
definitely is a place that gets the most exposure. Yeah. And so, and we can't, we, we don't just don't see, see it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I would say certainly if anything, if you are, you know, of course, if you have a lot of moles, if anything is, um, reoccurring, like if you have any like patchy areas that are like red or dry or that bleed at mm -hmm. all, um, or that go away and come back, those are the things that you kind of want to definitely make sure. Mm -hmm. And then of course, if they do find something, they're going to want you to come back a little sooner and they're just going to keep their eye on you for a little bit until mm -hmm. you're clear. Um, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's super simple. It's yeah. really not, it's really not a big deal. No. And they try to make it, I think as comfortable as possible, yeah. you know, giving you the paper shirt to wear and all that. Maybe wine before. They don't, <laughs> but you can have wine before you go in. And the other thing is that, you know, they the, I think just kind of to emphasize your point, Jessica, is that they, they'll check your head, like yes. your hair, where yes. you can't see your scalp under there, but your scalp is constantly exposed to the sun in your part, places where maybe, you know, your hair doesn't always cover your head. And over your lifetime, those areas are exposed a lot. And some, I don't know about you, but I've had my head sunburned before mm -hmm. in the scalp, you know, and well, where that. It's kind of difficult <laughs> for the sun to get to my head. Well, but... when your hair's wet, when yeah. it's in braids, you know, there've been times mm -hmm. when it's been you know, when your scalp has For been sure. exposed yeah. and your back and the bottom of your feet and under your buttocks, the bottom mm -hmm. of your feet, the bottom of mm -hmm. your feet. Yeah. There are places where you can, where spots can come up. You just don't notice them or don't see them. And, mm. and the great thing is that, you know, somebody who's, if you go see the dermatologist or the PA or somebody who's a professional, even your esthetician might identify that as you've mentioned, Jessica, that person is trained to look for that stuff. So they're going to look over your body really quickly. And if they see something, they're going to know right away that they see something that's unusual. And if you have a problem, and I have had some biopsies, all they do, they'll take um, a small scalpel, remove the the upper layer of the skin in that spot. It doesn't hurt. It's like, oh, you saw it's my like face, right? <laughs> I know it doesn't hurt. It's just like a scraping. It's just like a scraping of the skin. And then they test it to make sure there's nothing unusual about those cells. If it's something more, and I've had more also, um, you know, that if they want to remove something, all they do, they put a local anesthetic on the area and then they, and then they remove it with a scalpel and you don't even notice it. And usually it doesn't even require a, st um, a stitch. They mm -hmm. just put a little bit of a uh, bio glue or they put a, um, a bandage on it. And then in a couple of days, it's fine. No do they deal. do that at the time of the skin check or how long does it take for the biopsy to come back? Um, I think just a week or something like that. Yeah. Some, fortunately, mine have always been fine so far, knock wood. I mean, I'm going to keep doing it because mm -hmm. I think there's always the potential. The older I get, the older I am. So there's always more potential of, of something going wrong, right? Mm -hmm. The longer we live, the more likely we are to have cancerous cells. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the more – so we just want to be I'm, – I'm diligent about it now because of the experience that I've seen. And I also have other friends and relatives who've had precancerous cells removed, malignancies removed from their – especially from the bridge of the nose. Mm -hmm. That's another area where it's very common. Again, think about how much sun exposure Spurs, the bridge yeah. of your nose gets. So that's a very common area. And the, and the tops of your ears mm -hmm. too. Those are areas where, again, I can't see the top of my ear. I don't know what it looks like back there. You know, I don't know. So having somebody who's trained to look at that to, to help me make sure that those areas look good. I can check over my skin in all the places I can see and I do keep an eye on my skin, um, but I can't see some areas of my body. And even with a mirror, it ain't easy. Mm -hmm. So I think having somebody who's a professional take a look, it's it's only going to benefit me. Right? I think, yeah, that definitely even 
just it, from the aesthetic point, um, seeing some of the people I've seen over the years, I, I kind of know their skin. Mm-hmm. I don't often t- remember my kids' names at home and then I get to work <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like I, I just, this doesn't seem right or normal. And so, um, the you, people in your life that see you often, you know, are paying attention to those things. They, they know when things might look a little different. Um, and I think to you again with your kids, you know, your kids and so mm-hmm. pay attention to their bodies and like their little moles. And, um, my son's had a mole on his pinky since just about he was born. And I had the dermatologist just look on it, look at it. And they're like, just keep an eye on it, make sure it's growing with them. And, you know, we'll just kind of periodically take a peek. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the earlier you put the sunscreen on them, I think the more they get used to that whole thing, you know, and even just hats too. My Mm -hmm. people, my friends are always like, how do you get your boys to wear hats? I'm like, I always wear a hat and they always wear a hat. So it's just what they're used to. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think those things help too. Yeah. What are some other, so we've talked a lot about sun, sun protection and what are some other things that can lead to to skin damage? Um, really, I mean, diet, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just what we're putting internally into our bodies. Um, stress. I know that's such a big one for so many people and people are like, how do I not stress? You know, lack of sleep, things like that, you know, because it's, you know, lack of water and, um, you know, um, hormone changes. I mean, some things that are out of our control, you know? Um, and so it's not a lost cause by any means, but I think it's definitely, you have to just, again, pay attention to yourself, mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Ladies, take care of yourself. <laughs> That's hard. We're taking care of everybody else, but you really have to just, um, take the the little bit of time every day to just make sure you're doing the right things for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because those things like sleep, like diet, like, um, Hydration. Um, hydration, yes, mm-hmm. can all just take effect for sure. So let's talk about what is a good, what's a good, let's dive in, Dee. I know you're ready. What <laughs> is a good, um, what is a good skincare routine? What would you say? Like, what's a basic, I'm like a super like low maintenance. Yes. I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to spend a lot of money, time or effort on my skin, but I yes. want to look good. <laughs> yes. Fair. So what's kind and of. And I would say I'm also low maintenance. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's the minute? Like, so what, what would you say is a basic? Not to say minimum, but what's a basic? Yeah, so I think that of I think cleansers are important because if you know you really need to make sure you're cleansing your skin properly to be able to get anything in there. Um, I've seen pictures before where they'll take a photo of somebody that cleanses with maybe just a bar of soap versus a cleanser that's formulated for their face. There's a waxy buildup on their skin. And oh. so you can't get, I mean, it's, then you're wasting your money trying to put other things onto your skin that are trying to go. Cause our, our whole thing in skincare is we want to go as deep as we can because that's where real change happens in the cell. You know, mm-hmm. that's where we're really making change and, you know, creating change. Mm-hmm. So, um, so cleanser, super important, um, sunscreen, mm-hmm. definitely important. Um, I would say probably, for a lot of women, it might be like an eye cream. Mm-hmm. You know, that can start as early as your 20s just because it is the thinnest area of uh, um, skin on our entire bodies. Mm-hmm. takes the most abuse, I think, at some level. You know, we're pulling, we're tugging at, you know, contacts and just various things that, that's just breaking down that tissue. Mm-hmm. And that's also an area where I think that most women would agree that if they feel like their eyes don't look um, sort of bright and awake and or maybe they have, you know um, – some hooding or some puffiness under the eye, things like that can really add on um, what we would feel like would be years, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of aging. And so I think that taking care of that eye area early on is, is really important. Um, So you could start there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
something that has been a gold standard in our industry and so many things change in our industry, but this does not, it just hasn't is vitamin A, the importance of the oh, vitamin yeah. A on the skin. Retinol. So retinols, retinol, retinoid, the family of retinoids. So okay. whether that looks like retinol or tretinoin um, or retin-A, those types of things, um, that's just an antioxidant that we, that we have, um, that we can put on our skin that mm-hmm. depletes, you know, with sun exposure, with um, stress and all those things. And so we want to replenish it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also increases our skin's ability to shut itself off, which which is, um, this is a fun fact, but so at, up until we're 18 years old, our skin is shutting off every 28 days. Well, after 18, for every year after that, it takes an extra day for the skin cell layer to shut off. Wow. And so that's why a lot of times women will get that dry, dead, dull skin on uh-huh. the surface of their skin. They can't get hydrated enough or moisturized enough, and they um, they just it just they just feel dull, you know, and mm-hmm. so because because they're not doing anything to exfoliate that skin off, their body's not doing it the same way it used to, and so we have to encourage that process, and so that's where the A's come in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things they do, and that's why you see some of that shedding, you know, mm-hmm. from from the A's, but um, you know, our industry is getting smarter, and it doesn't have to create shedding anymore. So um, things are a lot more pleasant really? on the yes. Yes, ma'am. So, really, because I have a patchy (laughs) space around my mouth because of my tretinoin. Yeah. I usually do about five days on and then take off for about two or three days. And the fifth day was last night, and it's like all patchy. And there's, you know, it has its place for sure. There's certain skin types that has its place. Um, But in order for women to be compliant, some women just don't want to shed. They don't want to look like that. Some people feel like they have to in order to do anything in order for it to create change. But some women just can't get into a routine with it because Mm -hmm. they shed. And so now the industry is smarter and we are thinking about you so you don't have to anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you can still get the A on your skin without dealing with the shedding. Mm -hmm. And that's where your um, family of retinoids come in because mm-hmm. the difference between like retinols and just all of those words you hear on TV in commercials is just basically how it's delivered to the mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to get a blast of it mm-hmm. like you are, you're getting it all at once or whether it's delivered, you know, in a little bit different way. So you mentioned um, cleanser, mm-hmm. sunscreen, eye, eye cream. cream. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but that's morning, that's morning or that's, so you don't want to put sunscreen on before correct. you go to bed. Yes, correct. Right. So, um, you know, definitely keep your skin at the proper hydration level. I mean, I think that um, moisturizer is probably still is the number one selling product yeah. just because everyone wants a good moisturizer. And I think in our minds too, a lot of times, you know, you talk to people that have dry skin and they wish they had oily skin because they think it prevents wrinkles somehow, <laughs> you know? And so... Um, but it doesn't. I mean, you're still going to age, you know? I mean, you know, you're dry and you just feel... The, the thing is, is oftentimes when the skin is more hydrated and more moisturized, it's a little plumper. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more plump. And so um, when it is when it is a lot of... I, I'm oily. And so... But it's... I'm oily. It, but it's to other people, it's a dewy, you know, a dewy look. Mm-hmm. And so it's... But I'm to me, it's oil. So it's... <laughs> that's is, I think it's some of its perspective a little bit. Um but I think, yeah, finding your skin's own natural hydration level, keeping it in balance. Because if not, it's going to start overproducing or underproducing. And that's mm-hmm. where things get confused. People that are acneic and oily, they don't want to put moisturizer on their skin. But they don't realize they need to do something to balance out that hydration. Because not only do they need to balance it out, but they're probably drying down their skin with things that they're using topically to dry up that acne. Uh-huh. And so now their skin's producing more oil and you've just gotten yourself into a cycle. 
And so finding, yes, finding a good moisturizer, whether that looks like a serum that's, you know, lighter, something lighter for somebody um, to put on their skin or whether that's a thicker, you know, cream, but yeah. So a serum is a moisturizer? Can be. Well, it can be hydrating kind of from within, like a hyaluronic, like using hyaluronic, which is almost like a drink of water for the skin, basically. Mm -hmm. Um so it's not the same. It's not it's not formulated the same where it's a cream necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's just a different kind of um formulation. But it can it can play a role in hydrating the skin. Gotcha. So you would use so so at night, what would you say is the basics? So I would say an A, you okay. know, some sort of vitamin A on the skin at night because again with the anti-aging piece, that's uh -huh. just super important. Um and so that cleanser and then a vitamin A? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and some of the vitamin A's just depending on your hydration level, you know, some people want just want a moisturizer. They just feel like they need to put a moisturizer on before they go to bed. Yeah. I don't have to have one personally. Yeah, I do. Um, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people just want one. And yeah. so that would be a step. And typically with your products, you go on from thin to thick. Uh -huh. So you would do like the thinner serum, the vitamin A or whatever, you know, kind of formulation that that's in. And then put something a little bit thicker on like your moisturizer. Okay. Okay. And then so what about drugstore products versus good spendy question. products. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say there's, there are tears to it. I think that, um, like not crying tears, not tears, <laughs> hopefully not tears. Levels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> levels. Um, so you have your like, uh, bottom tier would be like over the counter products, maybe like a CVS. Um, sorry. That's but fine. No, that's like fine. something, something drugstore. Um, and then maybe you're going up a little bit, you're going to your, to your department store, uh -huh. um, sort of makeup counter line. Um, and then you go to medical. So uh -huh. the differences there are, and this is probably the best way to break it down. I feel like that makes sense is, uh, the money that those companies I feel like spend to create a product, uh, part of it in, in those two those first two tiers of, of the um, drugstore versus, you know, even um, makeup counter, some of that's going into marketing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and ingredients, uh, and they want things to be a little bit more cosmetically elegant. They want it to smell good. Mm -hmm. Of course we do. Um, but maybe it's got a little bit more, you know, synthetic fragrance in it things like that, um, that aren't doing anything for the skin. Mm -hmm. And but that can be irritating for some people, 100%. Right? Uh -huh. And they can also be photosynthetic where they're uh -huh. drawing more, more, um, uh, drawing Light. the sun and yes, yeah. drawing, uh, more, making the sun more attracted to, to those kinds of ingredients. And so, um, those are kind of, so then when you get to the medical side of things, they do, you don't really see the products. And I mean, you see sometimes in magazines, like there'll be a featured product, but you don't see commercials uh -huh. and things for those products. Cause uh -huh. all of that is being uh -huh. put into the science mm -hmm. because the, well, and marketing to the professionals. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Yes, they're marketing course. that to the doctors yes. and the estheticians yes. even, right? Absolutely. Okay. So when you say medical, that's the kinds of things that I get from dermatologists. dermatologists. And what about the spa that's attached to my dermatologist? So it just kind of depends on the facility. Um, some spas are still kind of maybe in that gray area of, um, cause they're, they're more like a, if I think of like a day spa almost, you mm -hmm. know, where they do facials that are a little bit more relaxing or they're not using tools that are, um, 
a lot of different tools, a little less aggressive. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. a little less um, medical in, in, in the way they approach things. Um, kind of depending on the line. It just kind of depends. I How mean, you I know, so as a consumer, a question. Yeah. I'm looking for a more medically focused spa. Yes. What do I look for? I mean, my, my guess is if it's attached to your dermatolo- dermatologist, it's probably, um, because you have to have a medical director to sell those products. Mm-hmm. My guess is they're, that you're probably safe there in terms of what that top tier is, you know, and what you're really looking for as being the most effective. Uh, because a lot of it is number one, the ingredients and how it, the, again, back to the delivery to the skin. So we want things to get as deep as possible. And the absorption rate on over-the-counter products oftentimes is pretty low. If you oh, think, really? I mean, yeah, it's something like 2%. Wow. So if you think about being concerned about spending your money, my advice is to, um, you know, if you're either budget conscious or you're just don't like to spend money on your, you know, on yourself or these types of things, some women would rather, you know, spend money on their hair or whatever it might be. I feel like we all kind of have, you know, different things that we, um, that are priorities. So food. Yeah. Food. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I definitely think that there's, there's a lot of <laughs> neck cream. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just have to decide, those key pieces, like yeah. you said, you were wondering, like, what's my bare bones? Right. Like, what can I do right. and get away with? And then there's the one that's like, I want 12 steps because this is what I want out of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, yeah. I think there's something for everyone. Uh-huh. And I think that um, medical is often highly concentrated. Uh-huh. And so you're not using, you are not using as much. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, you're thinking about moisturizers, a woman that comes in and says, you know, I use X, Y, and Z moisturizer and I just still am not getting like enough to my skin mm-hmm. and they're using it up. Maybe they're buying it every, you know, three, four weeks mm-hmm. and they may have spent, you know, a, a lesser amount on that as opposed to something uh, that's lasting than three or four months. Oftentimes, and companies are getting smarter because we have a lot of airless pumps now where Uh they're getting every bit of the product out. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but it's also dosing it out so they know exactly how much your skin needs. Uh And so you're not overdoing it because it is like a medication. And so they know how much your skin needs in order for it to do what it needs to do. And the healthier your skin gets, I see the healthier the person's skin gets, the more it's receptive to those things. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of almost, um, I don't know if you need less, but it's its like right at first they'll start using certain things and it won't spread as far. But the more you kind of stick with it, the more it's just that skin and just absorbs it right away because mm-hmm. it's its in a healthier place. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What about exfoliation? Yes. So I think, um, so the A, the vitamin A's will exfoliate the skin because again, they're turning that skin cell layer over. Okay. Um, I think that we are exfoliation in our minds oftentimes or the consumer mind is that scrub mentality, yeah. you know? It and is I, mine. Yeah. And it's, it's a tricky thing. I mean, I don't think that's a necessary thing anymore, again, oh. because of all the things that we can put on our skin that will do that for, do that for our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the issue, a little bit of the issue, and I do like scrubs, but it just has to be the right kind because you don't want to be scratching the skin. Yeah. And it's tricky because people have a different um, pressure mm. and things like that. So we do see people that have over exfoliated their skin and really compromised the barrier of their skin. How, does, how do you know if it's it. over exfoliated? Yeah, you know, just like more sensitive. If it's red. Red or, and, uh-huh. you know, maybe really dry and patchy. I mean, I feel like we kind of keep things on our cheek area, you know, when we're exfoliating. So if there's more redness there, um, just more irritation and, um, 
it's yeah, it's just, it's, I guess it's a harder way to control <laughs> what you're putting on your skin. I got a sample of a Kate Somerset like exfoliant that I've been using. And that's maybe what all this patchiness, cause I've been using tretinoin for over a year uh-huh. um, and kind of have gone, gotten out of that, you know, super patchy dry stage. Yes. But I just started using that a couple of weeks ago and oh. all of this like flaking around my mouth, I wonder. Well, it's probably a couple of things. So t- one thing I always encourage people to do, so this is, you know, I won't be able to see this, but I'll try to explain it by <laughs> <laughs> explaining as well as I can. So putting your products on, um, you know, dosing it out or putting it on your hands and then sort of, sort of dividing it up in your hands and then placing it on your skin so you're not aiming for your mouth. Because we have the most movement in our mouth, number one, but we also have a lot of little crevices right here mm-hmm. <laughs> and folds. And so all the product and our active products oftentimes seep right into that area around the mouth, corners of the mouth, you know, the nasal labial folds right there mm-hmm. and everything pools right there. And so that's the mm-hmm. first place that people get irritated because it's the first place, and I do it too, that you smack on your products. It's just natural to do that right there. So divide it up in your hands and place it on your forehead, place it on your cheeks, you know, your outer cheeks, place some here, place some, you know, on your neck so that you're getting an even application. Cause you probably just don't even realize how much you go right in the middle of your face. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and two, what people don't realize what, with the vitamin A is that you, your skin, um, it, if you stop using it for more than three days at a time, then it gets out of your, you know, out of your system. And then you have to reincorporate it back into your system. Mm-hmm. And so if you had a period of time where you had stopped and then you just started again, now you're going through that whole, um, at, like reacclimation period again to get your skin used to it again, which is what happens to women. They start, they stop, they start, they stop. I don't, I'm going to a wedding. I don't want to appeal. So I'm going to stop for a few days. And then, I, so we, I usually have, we have people work their way into it, you know, so that they don't, um, get weary from the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause again, it's such an important thing. We want them to be compliant with it. But again, that's why the industry is making that a little bit more friendly for mm-hmm. people. So it doesn't, they don't have to be in that state, but back to the scrubs, you know, they, they do have their place. You know, I think that, um, using a vitamin A and using a scrub has its place on a certain skin type. You know, um, my skin needs a little more stimulation so I can take a little bit more, but I still really try to be careful because I could overdo it very easily Mm -hmm. because I can. And so I try, but I try to be really thoughtful about that. I think we have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you have to be thoughtful about it. I think, and this is a a big part of what we do where I am, where I work, just um, creating a plan for people so that there's an intention. Um, You don't go to the gym to, you know, build up your biceps and you go ram randomly, you know, go for an hour one day and then you go for an hour three <laughs> weeks later, you know, yeah. you don't, so there has to be a plan and it has to be mm-hmm. consistent. You have to be consistent and compliant. Uh-huh. And so, and that doesn't have to mean four hours a day every time you, you know, go to, go to bed at night. And, and my biggest tip for women, cause Every woman's tired at the end of the day, and I am too. Take off your makeup before you get tired. You don't oh, have like I'm so. This is the thing, Jessica. Yes. You do not have to do it right before you, you go to sleep bed. In your makeup. I sleep in my makeup a lot. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. And probably I sleep just because you're tired. Not every day. Not every day, but yeah. By the end of the day, I'm you tired. Still want to do it. But do you know what I bought? Is the is the little wipes. 
yes. different, you know, the cleansing wipes. Yeah. And I will use that m- many nights, even if I'm, even if I'm tired, I'll use that. Yeah. But I don't want to get like all the cream, all the cleanser it just out. It like, like a make lot. all the, and then just, just oh, I just shower. forever. I don't take a shower every oh, night. okay. I, I think, I think when you start settling in from your day after yeah. you cook your dinner or, you know, um, maybe there's a little playtime, like, you know, for your family's doing what they need to do, just run away and go start your go little routine. Face. It really doesn't take that long, you know? Um, and it's something you're doing for yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's so silly how we think as women, but it really is. I mean, even like, I mean, I'm a stay at home mom part of the time. And uh, like the day, the days that I get up and take a shower, I feel so much better <laughs> about myself throughout the day oh, because I true. got up and I, you know, washed my hair and I blew, yeah. I blew it dry and yeah. I, you know, put a little mascara on, you uh-huh. know, it, it can change the way you feel about yourself, yeah. but you are taking care of your skin. So at night even, you know, it, it is, but yeah. I get it. It's hard. But do the wipes, is that like an okay thing to do? The I those? think... It would. It probably wouldn't you be my first like choice. That's what. Like, yeah, it's more of like a prep that, almost. But I have like dry. I have like dry skin or, or sort of combination. Skin. I think then you find like a creamy cleanser or something that's gonna break down a little bit more. I like it personally to, to kind of take off my makeup first. The wipes. I feel like, yeah. Just uh-huh. because I don't want to dirty my towel, basically. Right. <laughs> well, and I feel like honestly, in order to get a proper cleanse on your skin, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but like your sink is gonna be a mess because uh-huh. in order to get it like all the way back to your ears where uh-huh. oftentimes we get more congestion, you know, uh-huh. um, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's not clean. It's, it's a messy process. And so, yeah, it does take a little elbow grease to get in there and do it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, ta- it really doesn't take that long. It's like any routine. You just establish it and then, you know, psh, one cream done. Yeah. Eye cream, whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's just, I think but it's, it's a But I can't just thing. wash my face. Like I have to wash my face and then I have to immediately put moisturizer on. And then I'm more, and then I'm like, what moisturizer should I put on tonight? Cause right. I have like 14. Well, and there you <laughs> go. Exactly. I, you know, yeah. And then I have yes. serums and I have cream. You need streamlined. Like, which one do I need to, which one should I use? Because I really don't know which right. one's worth using. Yes. <laughs> this one feels good, but this one smells good. And this one, the doctor gave me this one. So should I use this one? Right. But this one makes my skin dry. doesn't make my skin as creamy as this other one. So it's just like, I'm, a, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So then I just don't do it. Cause I'm like, forget it. I'm I tired. think that <laughs> you are the majority of women. 100. Yeah, I mean, like, I just think again, you just have to have a plan Yeah. and we will, I mean, definitely work with people that w- we're never like, just throw out everything you have and start yeah. fresh. Like we will say, okay, this is what I think you need. This is what you already kind of have. I know it could be better, but let's use up what you have. And I'm even like, if you don't like the way something, even if it's something, you know, they maybe purchased from us. I'm like, even if you don't like, use it on your decollete, Uh use it on your arms. Like don't waste this. Don't waste your product. Don't Mm -hmm. waste your money. Oh, that's a great, that's somewhere just to use it up, but then get a plan. Cause yeah, Yeah. you're always going to be stuck in that place and you're not going to get, you're not going to see the things you want to see if you're not consistent. That's just how life is, you know? Yeah. What about, um, what about facials? Yeah. So I know that's one of the things you do, right? So you do the microdermabrasion and the microneedling and I don't know what IPL is. Yeah. Lots of, lots of different things. So, um, facials can be a really good, a good, good way to main either maintain your skin or rejuvenate your skin, which just means to change something, you know, to improve on something, um, whether it be acne or brown spots or, um, just, you know, brightening or whatever it might be. And it just depends on the individual. Again, you know, we sit down with people on a consult before we do most of the time before we do anything to really evaluate their skin. Um, and then also to, 
pick their brain about what are they doing? What have they done? And so then that's where the plan comes in. Then Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you know, you're in your twenties and you're just now really being concerned about your, let's see you every quarter or Mm -hmm. let's see you twice a year, Mm -hmm. you know, and just come in for, um, maybe it's a microderm, maybe it's just a facial. Uh, There's a lot that can be done with just a facial and good skincare. Mm -hmm. What's a microderm? Microderm, uh, microderm abrasion is just exfoliating essentially the top layer of the skin um, using a device that will actually offer, yeah, like a vacuum, like a suction. So basically it has a little suction which offers some stimulation to the skin, gets that blood flowing and really um, gets that skin, I think, working better and then exfoliating the skin, you know, off the top. Um, so you can get some nice, uh, brightening, I mean, especially cumulatively when you're doing those types of things, you can get some, some brightening in terms of, you know, brown spots or even, um, you know, just, uh, improving on some fine lines and wrinkles, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's something for everybody. So it doesn't have to be, well, I'm just not going to do it because it feels either overwhelming. I don't know what to do or, um, everything's just so expensive or I don't want to do yeah. a laser or I don't want my face to be, you know, bright red, all the, whatever it might be. There's, there really is something for everybody to, it just, you have to figure out what your goal is mm-hmm. and what bothers you the most mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. It, it just matters what bothers you the most. I yeah. think that's the most important thing. So what is the difference between uh, microdermabrasion and microneedling? What's microneedling? So microneedling um, is 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 building collagen in the skin. Okay. So there, it's actually creating little micro injuries in the skin using a device that has needles on the end. Um, and it's very tolerable in terms of how it feels because we actually apply a topical um, numbing cream. And so uh, we just go over the the face and the neck and we're either we're going over the whole the whole area of the skin but we can also target areas that that there are um, more fine lines and wrinkles or scarring things like that <laughs> it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing that's i feel it's it's not new to our industry but it's newer you mm-hmm. know i think and so we're learning more about what it can do and um from the change i've seen it's really exciting mm. because it's very uh it's it's a way to be a little more aggressive without being feeling like you're down for a week or whatever. Um, you know, you can st- you can tell you've had something done. Skin's a little pink afterwards, but just the I think the clarity and the collagen that you get that you know is built from that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So is it helping your skin? rejuvenate its own collagen or is it? Yes. So anytime you are, um, a lot of what we do is, is kind of like controlled trauma to the skin. So we're sending that skin into like a, a wound healing response. So then it's, it's creating, um, some of that inflammation so that it, it replenishes itself. Hmm. So if you think about like maybe if you burn yourself or something and then you that new skin kind of grows back as you watch it as it heals, mm-hmm. it's that same type of thing. Of course, we are doing it in a way that's very controlled, which mm-hmm. is why you can look, you know, sometimes – pretty torn up after something, if, you <laughs> yeah. know, depending on what, which way you choose to go. Um, but it's amazing how fast the skin heals and based on technology, also based on our bodies and also based on some of the things that we can do prior to, to like prepare the skin for that kind of, um, treatment, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing to just keep it, to, to go into those things as healthy as possible. And then really it's, it's just pretty cool to see mm-hmm. the body work and, and replenish itself. So like the collagen tablets that I see at Costco, yes, I does figured you were that, gonna ask about that help build collagen in my skin? I don't, I feel like the jury's still out on that completely. I mean, I think it has to be the right product. 
you know, and I don't know what that is, honestly. I think, (laughs) I think, I think within the body, that's a good question for you. I'm the dietician. Yeah. It's a good question for me too. I think think within the body too, a lot of people maybe like like athletes. I've you that question before and you're like, no. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's still one of those things that's just, because we have skincare companies that are coming out with, you know, things that you can take and. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a, it kind of falls under that category of like supplements in yeah, general, right? That's kind exactly. of like still. Yeah. Like, I think that there's, there's, there's not really good research yet on yeah. collagen and skin. I mean, I think for forever and ever, amen, women have been taking collagen in mm-hmm. one form or another, right? Gelatin essentially, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I remember Knox gelatin, no, not, you know, not to name a specific brand, but I think I remember that one being promoted for skin and nail mm-hmm. and hair. And I, I mean, I think that there's, there's no downside necessarily to these things most for the most part, but I don't know that there's a lot of evidence that shows that it makes a significant difference, you know? I I think that one thing I always say about supplements is they're not well regulated. So what's inside that capsule that you're taking may not be what you think it is, you know, and it may not be the active ingredient you think it is. And that goes for collagen. It goes for any other any other um, supplement that you take as well. Adulteration is very common. And I think you have to be really careful buyer beware when it comes to supplements. Now, that said, I have started taking it. So I'm going to report back to yeah. see because I'm like oh, N so equals you're doing one. A trial. I am. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing an N equals one. I just bought some collagen over the counter um, supplements because it was on sale on clearance at my favorite French store, Target. And so I've been. <laughs> oh, like, where? Uh, so I've been taking it. I've been taking. I just started taking it. And so I'll, I'll tell you if I think it makes a difference. But I'm also not very good at taking supplements. Just like right. I'm not very good about washing my face. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try to take it. And then, um, and then we'll see. Like, does it make a difference? I don't know. We'll I mean, I think. I don't think it can hurt. I think too is like, I mean, if. If it's a, a matter of this or that and you're yeah. not doing anything for your skincare routine, improve upon that first. Right. You'll be surprised exactly. at how much you'll get out of that or go and have, you know, a treatment targeted towards, you know, building collagen in the skin. You'll you'll see change yeah. for sure. Um, but I guess people, you know, it's just a hype thing. People get excited about certain <laughs> things and then they want to try it. It just feels easy because yes. it is a supplement. But then, like you said, to your point then we don't take it. Yeah. It's just like that yes. home devices. It's the same thing. There's yes. some great things out there. Will you do it? Yes. I have to get real, 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 real. I feel like with our patients. Cause I'll just say, you know, you they ask me it? all those questions. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes, it could work, but you have to do it, but yes. you won't wash your face. So <laughs> let's go back there first. <laughs> you sound like me. As a dietitian, like people ask me all these questions about their health and what should they eat? What should they eat? And I'm like, well, what are you eating now? Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. So I think that's a good sort of segue into um, a few things I would suggest nutritionally. Because yes. you've given us yes. a great foundation, I think, for basic skincare and some things that we might think about as far as like the tiered products. And then the benefit of seeing an esthetician or somebody who can help us create a plan because I think what I what I've heard from you that I think is really helpful is that you're an expert in skin health Mm -hmm. and you can help somebody create a plan for their specific type of skin based on their lifestyle and how much money or investment they want to make and that's something that I should I do need so I think I should make an appointment because I think that's a really that's a Mm -hmm. great that's great I mean as a dietitian that's what I would tell somebody is like a dietitian can help you figure out what works in your life yeah you can do all these plans you can buy a book, you can buy this and that. But if you, if it doesn't work in your lifestyle, it doesn't matter how much you pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's still not going to help you. 
But for, for as far as nutrition goes and skin health, I think you'll agree with all these things. If you don't, let's talk about it. But the first one, I think the biggest one is hydration. Mm-hmm. I think most people are chronically dehydrated, at least a little bit. And I know I fall into that category. I drink a lot more coffee than I drink water some days. <laughs> and I'm trying to get better, but it's just one of those struggles that I have with staying hydrated, I think makes a huge difference in our skin. And in all of the rest of our body and, and gives us more energy, but it'll make our, our, our skin look healthier too. The second one is eating plenty of fruits and vegetables. You know, fruits and vegetables are concentrated sources of vitamins and minerals that are very, very easy for our body to use. So they are bioactive it's like it's like multivitamins we eat, right? And but they're much more easy for our body to incorporate than taking a supplement, right? So we've already had this conversation about collagen, but I would say even a multivitamin, you know, the evidence doesn't support a multivitamin for people who are healthy in general. It just doesn't show that it makes a significant difference in our health in the long term. Does that mean you shouldn't take a multi? Maybe not. I still take one. I mean, why not? It's not going to hurt us. So I still take it. But eating your fruits and vegetables makes a huge difference in all areas of our health, including, I think, in our skin. Because you were talking about topical um, antioxidants, Mm -hmm. but if we are eating eating enough fruits and vegetables, we're going to be getting enough of those antioxidants too in our bodies to help improve our skin. But will the antioxidants know to go to my face? <laughs> it's like the same, but not right. Yeah, it's, it's like you're, not. yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think what we, what we eat, <laughs> what we eat allows our gives our cells what our cells need, right? Yeah. So what's topical, most of that's not going to make it down into our skin. Most of it's not going to make it down into our body, but what we eat is, it's going to be incorporated into every cell. So I think, is mm-hmm. it going to know specifically to go to that forehead <laughs> wrinkle that I have? No, but is it going to provide the vitamin A and vitamin C that are, my, my cells need for all of the activities Maybe they'll that they're the having? <laughs> There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And, you know, these specifically, I always like to mention vitamin C and vitamin E and phytonutrients that can help ward off cancer. So we talked about skin cancer and skin cancer awareness. And there's good evidence that a diet that's high in these particular nutrients can help prevent cancers of all types. So there's no reason not to. And there are lots of reasons to eat your fruits and vegetables. And then the last thing I would say is that, you know, limiting the consumption of alcohol. We t- we had a show on alcohol mm-hmm. just recently. And, and one more reason, I think, is that over-consuming alcohol really depletes our skin, right? Mm-hmm. It dehydrates us. And it, it we've already talked about in the show, the show on alcohol, which, by the way, you should listen to if you missed it. We talked about toxins, about the fact that alcohol is a toxin, and it can be really bad for our skin. Same thing for cigarettes. I and there's just about yes. the same. That's, I mean, definitely I quit smoking for health reasons. Yeah. But honestly... It was because I didn't want those little lines around yeah. my mouth. And I was like, you know what? Done. I'm getting to a point where I'm going to get those if yes. I don't stop. Yeah. yeah. So over. Yeah. <laughs> so smoking, secondhand smoke, even like some people think vaping is somehow healthy, but vaping is not healthy. <laughs> and, you know, all of these. You're still getting those chemicals. In exactly. Your body. Yeah. Incorporating, exposing our skin and our bodies constantly to these toxins in, are, is going to be, it's going to be bad for us and it's going to cause premature aging. So I think that those are my big nutrition takeaways that I would encourage for every single body. There's no downside to those things at all. There's no negative side effects, only positives. So I think that's, those are my big takeaways for food. And I think Jessica, you've given us great advice on I hope so. skincare and health. I'm well, so I excited. I do have one question. Sure. I don't know if we covered that. I, I know that we talked about the three different tiers. Yes. Um, 
But say I have, you know, a set amount of money that I'm going to spend on my skincare. Where can I go drugstore and Mm -hmm. get a good product versus is that a cleanser? Is that an eye cream? Is that what is that? And where should I actually make a real investment? Like where do you skimp? Where do you... Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably your more active products, meaning your more like specified products, eye creams, you know, those serums, the, the antioxidants, things like that. You probably want to spend your, you know, that's where you would want to spend your money, I think, okay. you know, and, and yeah, I think that would be a priority for sure. Cause, the, cause you're again, you know, you're the biggest thing is getting that, getting those products as deep as they can. If you're talking delivery system, you know, to the skin, those are the products that are formulated to get as deep as they can go to gotcha. actually make change instead of sort of stopping. Because what happens is really um, you'll find that people will use maybe maybe they didn't ever use anything before and then they go on a system and then it's working and, you know, you ask them, how's your skin? How's your routine? It's good. And then maybe three months later, then they're like, I didn't really – it plateaus. Mm-hmm. It just sort of plateaus. So I think, you know, that's where people get misled sometimes because they won't be doing anything and then they go on the system and then it's like – my skin is so different. But then if you talk to them in a year, they're like, oh, it's okay. So hmm. we have to challenge the skin. It's like a muscle in, in a way, you know, we're constantly trying to challenge it to make it a little stronger. And so that's where you want more activity. Okay. Yeah. Great question and a great answer. Do you, is there anything else that you maybe didn't mention that you think was important that we, that our listeners will want to know about skincare? Um, let me think here. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> I do love talking about it because I do. Um, it's not so much from the skincare perspective. I think. Okay, I'll be a little cheesy for a minute. So I think from the woman's <laughs> perspective, minus the two um, sweet males that we have listening to the show or whatever, <laughs> if y'all can for y'all can actually take from this too. But I think that we need to. Um, really just value the parts of ourselves that we just need to value ourselves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so, because a lot of what we see is just, you know, um, there are insecurities, everybody has insecurities and it's, we're in that, again, social media has its place, but we're in that um, world of just comparison and all of those things and no one is perfect. So I think as women, we have to remember, um, I I, honestly, I oftentimes joke with my laser hair removal clients because I'll say it, it, that's across the board, you know, skin, skin types and things like that. But a lot of times it's women that have like really dark hair, beautiful brows. I'm like, listen, you can't have it all. You've got beautiful <laughs> hair. You've got beautiful brows. You just have hair everywhere. Like it's just, that's just the reality of it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think women just need to remember there's always, there's always something that, you know, maybe either we don't like about ourselves or we want to improve upon. And I think to find value in the things that we do like, you yeah. know, and so I think, um, and not try to, focus so focus so much on something that's just like I mean I hate to say, nobody's gonna see you know what I mean like it's just because yeah. that's where things like kind of I think snowball into something um you know worse I think it's great that we have the tools these days to really make ourselves you know feel a little bit better and really in fight this aging thing a little bit I mean we're all gonna age and thankfully we can all do it together it does not you know it's not um happening to some people and some people it's happening to. It's just, it's, it just is what it is. We can do it a lot more gracefully than Mm -hmm. we used to be able to. So I think find your own, um, 
boundary line and what that looks like and just stick to it. You know, if like, cause it's across the board. Some people only want to do facials. Some mm-hmm. people will go full gusto and, you know, go, go get a facelift, like, but find your boundary line and just decide and just, and be comfortable inside of yourself. Yeah, find that, yeah. you know, find that piece of you. Cause I think the rest of it does fall into place. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great advice. I had one other thing. I know we've talked a lot today about, you know, how women give and take care of everyone else and Mm -hmm. not necessarily themselves. And I would say probably a couple years ago, I figured out that I can't take care of everyone if I'm not taking care of me. Yes. Because I may think, oh, I'm getting all this done and everybody in my house is happy and I look tore down. So (laughs) I just, I just decided that if I, the best way for me to take care of those people in my life that I want to be, want to take care of, the best thing I can do is take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not a luxury. It's not. It's that required. is a, Just like it's yes, exactly. That I feed my children. Right. It's required that I feed myself. Yes. Just mm-hmm. as it's required that I make sure that my children have clothes on that are comfortable and feel good and make them feel good. It's required for me as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think I that's that. huge. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great advice. I think those are very wise words. And it's words. not selfish. No, no. exactly. Nope. It's not. No. Hear this. Hear this. (laughs) It is not selfish. Play this back to yourself on a regular basis. It is not selfish to take care of yourself. I love that. And for many women, it's going to be about skincare and taking care of our skin. I love that. I have, um, so I I may not always wash my hair, but at least once a month or every six weeks, I have a spa night for myself at home where I color my hair. Yes. And I do a facial. Yep. And I do my, usually do my nails. I thought you were about to say, I may not, I only wash my hair. (laughs) Every six weeks, I'm like, wow. What is your secret? Dry shampoo. It does not look like it would be that dirty. But that's good. Set aside time for yourself and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And and it's an appointment just like everything else in your life is is someplace you have to be. You have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. My roots are a real thing. real. And it makes you feel good. It does. It It really does. does. And I enjoy it. I really, I lock myself in the bathroom. I don't talk to anybody else. I I take something to read and I take care of myself. And it looks different to everybody. Yes, Like like, like I was saying, I mean, some people like to get their nails done. Some people like their hair done. Some people. So I think it's just, that's why the the boundary line, bottom line is take care of yourself at at the basis level. But then after that, you do what's fun for you. Yeah. Like if it's going and riding your bike, yeah. you know, or I heard you all talk about roller skating. Maybe. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> then do it, you know, yeah. do that. And, and yeah. especially if it's healthy, if it's a yeah. healthy, you know, active thing or, you know, taking care of yourself in a healthy way, then yeah. that is a thumbs up, like do it. You know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Two thumbs up for me. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us, You're Jessica. Welcome. You've given so us fun. so much great information. Yay. I'm going to make an appointment. I'm going to do better. I'm going to wash my face more. Probably not every night, but I'll do better. And <laughs> Hey, forward, forward movement is <laughs> just what's it. important. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm yep. not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this has been very educational for me, and I know that our audience is going to love this. Good. And, and um, if you have questions, I would encourage you. Are you going to provide us with some way for people to reach you? Yes. So okay. um, I can be found at Jessica at a new you clinic dot com. Okay. And um, I we offer complimentary consultations. So okay, um, and that is a pretty thorough. Um, we pretty much disarm people pretty fast because we <laughs> are like, take off all your makeup and let's take 50 pictures of you. No, gosh. <laughs> let's talk about your skin. But no, it's really good because it really just it does um, kind of get to the 
you know, bare bones. Like, let's, let's talk about this and yeah. get you comfortable really fast. And so. you're not going to try to sell people a ton of product no, that they might not need. No, and, we yeah, really good. work within the bounds of what is, you know, what the person really wants and yeah. make it very individualized. We have a lot of um, different resources and different um, tools at our disposal. Good. And so I think that it's um, it's a real safe place to go. And at the end of the day, I mean, our um, our staff in general is feels the way I do about it. So everybody's just very, um, we prioritize people, I think, Good. first and what our passion is. And I think that's, you know, above all of it. So Good. And for <laughs> listeners who are not in the Atlanta area, where, where can they find um, an esthetician? So I think the best place probably to start is maybe um, find some of your, this would be hard to not just spout off products, but like find some of those medical products and then perhaps go to those pages and, and put in your zip code. A lot of times you can find a provider that carries those lines. Okay. So that would probably be a, a good place to start. Is there um, an es- uh, like an association for estheticians? That's a really good question. I'm sure there is. I guess I'm not part of it. <laughs> like, um, but I think, I think dermatologist office a lot of times either can refer you or do have that inside of their practice. Medical spas. I think, I mean, honestly, uh, read your reviews online. I mean, we thankfully um, get a lot of really good reviews online. We've been mm-hmm. in business for a long time. So that's how a lot of our people find us besides referrals. So I think, you know, oops. I think to this show's point, um, I would talk to your girlfriends, oh, you know, and find advice. their experiences, and um, and then I think once you do that, then talk to the professionals because we have a lot of people that come to us and they've seen so much online, and it's so information just not even right. This you know, is why so. we need a tribe, right? Yes, because our, absolutely. our girlfriends yes. cannot steer us wrong. Yes. I you're trusted. Yes, the trusted yes, girls in yes. your life. And then, and then find the professional. It's yes. like this one step and then that's your next step. Yes. And you'll, I mean, women's intuition is so good. You'll get the feeling, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you walk into a place and it's like, okay, this is just, they're too pushy or whatever yeah. it might be, or this person really cares about me. So. Yes. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being with us. You're I love welcome. this. I, love I feel it. much more educated. Good. I feel encouraged and I don't feel judged, which good. is good. <laughs> yes. No shame. There is no, no shame. shame. It nope. is what it is. Nope. <laughs> My pillow doesn't lie. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of our girlfriends for listening to this show. If you have questions, don't forget to reach out to us. You can reach out to Jessica. Let us know what you think. And if you loved this show, share it with a girlfriend. I know we all know somebody who needs to be reminded. Don't forget that May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. So make sure you're using your sunscreen and you're talking to your friends about it. You're putting sunscreen on your babies. Butter them up, as Jessica said. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and um, gosh, yeah. So we have one question we end every show with and it is that time of the night or day. <laughs> what is one thing you're going to do to be healthier today, D? Well, you know, it's the spring in the South, which means it can either be super warm or super cold. But earlier <laughs> in the week, it was super warm. 80. So I put on sandals and oh. realized I had not yet scrubbed off my winter feet. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go get my feet done. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. That, you know, that is one of the things that I wish I did more. I like, I oh, love, pedicures. oh, I love pedicures. I love to have my my feet done, but I just don't do it very often. I need to do it more. Oh, I hate it Good because for you. it's tickly and I, oh. I don't like people touching my feet, but somebody's got to do it. So. Oh, I love it. I love it. What about you? I don't you? like crusty heels. Oh, so. me either. Yeah. No, not oh, very pretty. Oh, really? Oh, new yes. Well, we might share that with you in the after. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Jessica, what about you? What are you going to do to be healthier? Today? I would say, well, something I, cause I did think about this question before and oh, something I've already, I actually just did this week. So I ordered myself, um, three pieces of sun protection clothing Ooh. for the summer. Oh, so, so smart. Yes. I have a new hat that has some wire in it that actually will stay like my child threw mine in the pool first day and it <laughs> became like a paper bag. So I was like, okay, well, so real sun protect, I think it's SPF 50. Oh, good um, for you. So, I, and then I have my own little rash guard for myself because mm-hmm. I will be at the pool every day this summer that mm-hmm. is possible. Mm-hmm. And then another baseball hat. So I am going to, I'm prepared. Nice. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I think I've taken about 500 steps so far today. And as many of you know, 10,000 steps is my goal each day. I don't always get there, but it's my goal. And so I have a lot of work to do. So I'm going to go for a walk. 500? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We slept in because um, this has been a rough week in our house. My son's been sick. And so nobody's been sleeping through the night. So this morning my son slept in, praise the Lord. And, and so everybody slept we in. all slept and so we, I, did, I was awake, but I was still in the bed at 8.30, which is like never happens here. So, um, yeah, so I didn't move much before you came today. Gotcha. <laughs> before we started recording, I didn't move much. So that means I need to get moving. So I'm going to put on my tennis shoes, and I'm going to get my, my body moving today. So that's how I'm going like to be healthier it. today. Fabulous. Yay. So, all right, girls, thanks for listening. Don't forget to, to um, rate the show. Don't forget to share it with a friend. Make sure you subscribe because we want to make sure you get every single episode first. And that's it. So thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, y'all.